Welcome back to another edition of our NBA Weekly Recap Show. You already know who it is. It's your boy Q Walker with KJ in the building. I know KJ. We man, we gonna. I'm about to talk to this damn nickname. But anyway, you don't like this one. I don't like KJ. I like McKeezy. I come up with something different. I like my, I like McKeezy in the building. But anyways, we need deep in the playoffs. We got the Eastern Conference Finals about to happen. Uh, we got one team already that's. Uh, proceeded to go to the Western Conference Finals what they're waiting on the opponent right now so with that being said actually the Clippers are playing at this very moment against the Denver Nuggets the series is 3-2 right now so while that's playing we're gonna shift over to the Eastern Conference side and recap everything that went on last week starting with the Miami Heat and then Milwaukee Bucks last time we had a show uh, the series was 3-0 with the game happening that day that we recorded the show and uh, Milwaukee Bucks ended up winning game four. Somehow, some way. Chris, I, Chris Middleton. And I you talk, you I talk so Chris bad. <laughs> <laughs> I talked so bad about him and he came up big. He, he came in the clutch. He came, he came through, but unfortunately, the next game, I mean, he still, he still had a good game next game, but Miami was too powerful. And even Jimmy Butler said the game that they lost, they you know, took their foot off the pedal because Giannis wasn't, Giannis playing. wasn't playing. So they was like, nah, we got this in the bag. And they ended up losing. Was it double overtime? Or was it double, over, double, double overtime? overtime. Okay, yeah. double overtime. So um, they went ahead and got that on the way. So Miami Heat are now in the Eastern Conference Finals. But before we proceed even further, between the two of us, it was one guy who had the Eastern Conference Final prediction correct. He had Miami Heat and Boston Celtics in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I had the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. You know? Like I always say, I may not be right. I am never, ever, ever wrong. I, I, I'm 50% right. 50%. I, I got half the team right. <laughs> I got half the team right. But then let's go down to the um, Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics series, which we both had Boston winning in seven. Right. We both had Boston winning in seven. Oh, man, this one, this this was a nice matchup. Man, what, what was your thoughts on this on Game Seven between Boston and uh, Toronto? You know, I it was back and forth. I thought Toronto was actually going to pull it out there I for a while. I thought they were too. I thought they but were. But Boston, Boston just had too much, like we like we thought they would the entire series, and the way they did Games One and Two, yeah. and they finally pulled it out there at the end. But Fred VanVleet. Dribbled the whole last possession out for Toronto. <laughs> 32 <laughs> seconds left, and he ended up taking a crazy shot with yeah, one James second Harden. left on the shot clock. He dribbled the whole time off. I don't know what he was doing. James Harden. He didn't even pass the ball. He didn't, I he got didn't it. look at anybody. I got it. I got it, Coach. <laughs> he waving everybody. I got it. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got it. Go ahead. Uh, speaking of uh, free Van Fleet, you know mm-hmm. he's a free agent this offseason. Uh-huh. Along with Serge Ibaka and I think Marcus Saul's free agent as well. That Toronto team going to look way different. Uh, I think this is probably the window closing on that team. Yeah, as, it's as over. We see. It's yeah, over. Yeah. I mean, um, but Boston, remember, uh, it might have been two shows ago, we said that this series is the series where Jason Tatum needs to make his name. If he wants to be up there with the superstars and upper echelon players, that this is the series where he needs to make his name. And, you know, he, he came through in the clutch. He did. He, he he was he was really up and down. This he year. was really he was. up and down, but game seven he played big though. So He's light skinned. That's what we do. Yeah, I hear you. That's, that's, what, <laughs> that's what we do. But now we have the um, Eastern Conference matchup. Uh, before we do that, man, let's let's rewind and take a step back real quick. Mm-hmm. So the Giannis situation has got a lot of people puzzled because mm-hmm. after the series, 
he said that you know he wants instead of going around the wall, you, he wants to run through the brick wall. You know, Next so, season we need to do this. Yeah, and then he and then according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, he had a meeting. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. He had a meeting with the owners, mm-hmm. and after the owners meeting with uh, with Giannis is when he started to unfollow the team and the players. <laughs> So I'm really curious what the hell happened in that meet. So he was like, "Nah, bro, I'm good. I'm I'm I'm, at, I'm I'm not following none of y'all." Ownership always has its way of messing something <laughs> good up. So what's next for the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis? So I don't know if that's a sign that Giannis knows that he's out, uh-huh. or if he had that meeting, things went good, and then he was just ready for everything and just cool off because uh-huh. they said he was a pippin and. Yeah. Needed needed help. That was Richard Jefferson. They said he couldn't do Richard Jefferson. That was Richard Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he can't do this, he uh-huh. can't do that. Yeah. So I don't know if he just needed a break mm-hmm. or if that's him saying, All right, I'm taking a break. Like I'm taking I'm out break. Um if, if according to your theory, if he wanted a break, why didn't he just get off of social media period? I mean you can always just log out, right? You ain't gotta unfollow everybody. Just log out. And then you off of social media, you can detox, get away from the season, get away from everything NBA related, get around your family and friends, and you know, will come, you know, November, December when the season starts back up, you know, log back in and do your thing. So I he, he's from Greece. So he they may do something different. They look different. Yeah, different. Yeah, he unfollowed everybody on the team except for his brother. But <laughs> <laughs> he probably unfollowed him today. But uh probably. Man, I don't know if that's a sign of things to come because it's one thing, like you said, for him to unfollow the team and teammates, mm-hmm. but it's the simple fact he done it after the meeting. After the meeting is what is what's puzzling me. I don't want to read too much into it, but you know, like they always say, where there's smoke, there's fire. Always, you know, he ain't a, he ain't undoing that for no damn reason. It's one thing to be like, you know what, I'm tired of this organization. I'm just gonna follow the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, follow the damn I teammates. love my teammates, but I'm just, I'm done with the Bucks. He must think his teammates is trash. Well, I mean, he might be on to something. I mean, you know, uh, LeBron did the same thing. We seen how that ended up. Yeah. I mean, I mean LeBron is the ringleader out there. He, so he is. He Giannis, shows him how to do it. Giannis is following in his footsteps. Well, losing you know. losing East Conference Finals, losing the Finals. <laughs> Rumors are going to Miami. So, I mean, he's following the LeBron blueprint. I mean if you if you look at that roster everybody said oh they got bigs that can step out in the Lopez Lopez mm-hmm. I mean but they they had one thing you cannot account for heart heart they let one man one man he snatched their whole soul out of their chest snatched the whole team soul they let one man snatch the whole team soul and that was Jimmy Butler which was evident in game one when uh, Jimmy put up 40 points and after the game they asked Giannis about why they didn't garden and he was, his excuse was like you know coach didn't want me to man look here <laughs> if I'm the team's best player I don't care who coach got me I got him I got him coach. I got him right there if it now, it's one thing to guard him for four quarters because I don't think no NBA players guarding the other NBA players superstar for four quarters. Right. But that fourth quarter, nah, coach, I got him. I don't, got him. I got him. Don't, we're not switching nothing. I got him. But Giannis was scared, man. Giannis, you got to, you know. You think he's scared? I think, I won't say he's scared, but he ran from he's the challenge. He's defensive player of the year. He ran from the challenge. Okay. He, yeah. ran, he wasn't scared, but he ran from the challenge. Because defensive player of the year, you don't get scared of another You're person. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed you're to. Not. Defensive player of the year, you're supposed to tell coach, I got it. I got it. Well, if you're the coach and you've got the defensive player, you're supposed to say, you, you got, got it. it. Well, yeah. that's, that's a good point there as well. Mark, my, uh, Mike Boonehosen, you know, he gets some blame as well. But anyway, He got out coached. He, he was coaching? 
I didn't know he was after that coach. It looked like he just said, all right, Giannis, you get the ball, then we'll make some shit happen. We'll figure something out. We'll figure out. something happen. They don't run, like, any good motion. No they sets. Just... It's, it's, it's Giannis or bust. Yeah. It's, it's Giannis. And then on top of that, we talked about it before, not to get off on a long tangent, is that they start Giannis off at the three-point line to motion their offense. Mm-hmm. Giannis is not a three-point player, so Correct. we're not worried about the threat of him shooting. So what's the automatically the defense going to do? Back up. Yeah. So it makes it harder to get into your set if the defense is already packed to paint. What can you do? They don't have anybody on their team other than Giannis that really scares anybody. Chris Middleton? No, he doesn't. Chris Middleton? He does not scare anybody. He puts fear in everybody. Yeah, right. He made a statement that game. But Did he? Yeah, One he, game. He made a statement that he's here to stay mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference. But um, anyways, going over to the west side, you know, the best side, because you know the Kang resides in the best side. Uh, shout out to Keezy with the Tupac shirt on today. It's been, how do you say, how many years has 24 it? years. 24 years since the late great Tupac has passed. Art rest in heaven to the late great Tupac. But like I said, we in the west side with the best side. Start off with the Nuggets and Clippers series, which is 3-2 right now. What's your thoughts on this series so far? So I don't know if the if the Clippers are just you know working their way through stuff just to get to the conference finals and play the Lakers or what. Just going but, through the motions. Yeah, they just you know because the other the other night they were up 17, 18 points and they just kind of just were like, eh, all right, that's cool, you know. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> we up three one. They'll probably give up. We just you know. That's what it, they played like that. They played. Yeah. They played like all right. We got a, a big enough lead. Let's just go ahead and chill. Let's go and ride this thing in the fourth quarter. They're not coming back. But something happened in that fourth quarter. Jamal Murray and Jokic happened in the fourth quarter. Jamal Murray and Jokic. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Daniel Jamal Murray, the most boring player <laughs> in the NBA, of course. Still not impressed with him, he, huh? He's still not impressed with Jamal hmm. Murray. But, um, I mean, Jamal Murray did come up big that game. Uh, Nurkic did come up huge. But um, the Joker's been playing well the whole entire series. Right. So I'm cool with that. This series, man, is 3-2. And it's very interesting because... The, the Nuggets go as far as Jamal Murray takes them. Mm-hmm. And I'm when I say that, I know people are like, but jo- the Joker's the best player. Yes, Joker's going to do his thing, but he needs somebody else, he needs somebody else. to step up. And that somebody else needs to be Jamal Murray. So I, uh, I got my notes right here. Uh, Keys, he got my handy dandy notes right here. So in the three losses, Jamal Murray averages 14 points, four rebounds, seven assists, shoots 34% from the field, 39% from three. And the two wins, 26 points per game, five rebounds, six assists, 41%, and 50% from three. So Jamal Murray, if he pulls up a 26 point per game, this thing is going seven games. They got a good chance. Of they got a good, but the thing is, is though he's so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. That's the only problem with Jamal Murray is he's so inconsistent. And his inconsistency is going to end up costing the Nuggets because they're going home today. Yeah, I think they're going home today too. They should have went home the other night, but they're going home today. They're though. going home yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they for sure. Especially since the since the Lakers wrapped up, the Clippers oh, are yeah. ready. The uh, Clippers are ready to wrap it up today too. They they anxious because what yeah. they, one thing they don't want to do is give the Lakers more rest. Right, right. So more more rest for them, more wear and tear on the Clippers' body. So Clippers gonna try to hurry this thing up, man. But yeah, they are gonna go ahead and take care of business today. Which speaking of our Lakers. Well, and speaking of our Lakers, the Lake Show, King James went ahead and wrapped his thing up Saturday night with a blowout over the Rockets to go ahead and take that series 4 1. Uh, like Uncle Shannon says, you know, garden, harden, party, doesn't matter. Lakers in five. So, Keys, yes. What was your thoughts on this series, man, as we wrap this thing up? I mean, it's, the West it's, it's about what we expected. I, I gave the Rockets two games, I, I gave them two games as well, but. AD, okay, and LeBron. Speak on it. Like we said, talk just, on it. Just pound them. Just pound them. Speak they on just, it. You know, speak hey, on it. 
nothing they can do with a little six foot three inch PJ Tucker on, on <laughs> Anthony Davis. Bless, bless, bless his heart. Bless his he heart. He tries. And then, so, He's a the Rockets, mm-hmm. the Rockets and the Trailblazers. Right. They have, each, each of those teams has something in common. They have one very, very, very important player that pretty much does everything for the team. Right, which is James Harden and Dame. And Dame. So what the Lakers have done is Mm -hmm. trap and double-team those two players, and it is just totally just dumbfounded the other coach and the whole team. (laughs) They've been discombobulated the whole whole time. (laughs) So basically what you're saying is Terry Scott and Mike D'Antoni don't know how to coach. That's basically what you're telling me. Mike D'Antoni never changed anything. Mm. He didn't change it. Th- he didn't try to run more motion. He didn't try to take Harden off the ball. He didn't try to set screens for him. Nothing. Mm. He just kept saying, we're going to keep dribbling up the court, let him trap you, and then you just take the ball and just throw it somewhere else and we'll see what happens. And was, uh, Mike Boone knows the coach. Just get, just get out there and we'll, we'll, we'll see something. We'll make something happen. So, I mean, it's, it was bad. It's, it's bad, but, but you know. We'll, and, we'll, LeBron, LeBron been doing his thing the whole playoffs. Go ahead, speak on it. Speak on it. He's been playing. He's been playing really well. Uh huh. Really, really, really well. Uh huh. You can great. say you can say great if you want to. No, no, no. I'm not gonna say great you, yet. You can say great if you want to. I'm not gonna say great yet. We'll say it after the Western Conference Finals. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll say it after that. But um, man, yeah. To piggyback off of what you were saying, I mean this this matchup, we both I, we both gave the Rockets two games because we figured you know with the firepower that the Rockets get, they can get hot. Mm-hmm. And they can win you two games. James Harden can win you one, and then the Rockets collectively could probably win you another game. Mm-hmm. So we gave them two games. Unless somebody comes to your room to do a COVID test, and then you and get thrown out. Man, That's- what, man? <laughs> Listen, you know what? Um, buddy got a family. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Daniel House. Um, I guess Daniel House figured, you know what? We're going home anyways. I might as well go and try to you know, do something for two something before we get on the batter here. End up costing not only him but probably his marriage and the seed the series. But anyways, hope he get a good contract. <laughs> that child support is gonna start. Hit. I hope he got a good attorney. But anyways, um, yeah, about this series. So I was like, okay, so the, the Lakers won this thing convincingly, and I, I looked at the numbers. I said, okay, what was the reason why the Lakers won? So matter of fact, instead of people saying the Rockets lost, let's start saying the Lakers won because people are like, well, the Rockets lost because of this, this, net. So I looked at it. I said, okay. So I went back to the, the series when they played the Thunder. Do you know they shot the same field goal percentage versus the Thunder that they did the, uh, like 43%. So I said, okay, well, it must be the three ball. The three ball must not have been falling. So I went back and looked at that. Against the Thunder, they shot 36% from three. Against the Lakers, 35%. So I said, well, hell, that's the same damn thing. So what, what's the problem? So I said, okay, Russ Bookie averaged 14 against the Thunder, 19 against the Lakers. Uh, which it was his, you know, he, he struggled. 19.7 rebounds, five assists, shot 42% and 25% from three. Yeah, yeah. That ain't they were just letting him shoot the ball. Why, why would you not? Why just would back you up not? off him and let him shoot it. So I said, I said, you know what? Even him averaging that, that's still five points more than what he gave them in the Thunder series when he averaged 14. So I said, okay, well maybe that's not it either. And I looked at Eric Gordon against the Thunder. He averaged 16 points, one damn rebound. <laughs> I mean, against the Lakers, 16 points, one rebound, two assists, shot 41% from uh, field goal, 42% from three. Against the Thunder, he was 18 points per game, three rebounds, three assists, 40%, and 25% from three-point line. So I said, well, goddamn, they still got the same type of numbers. You know what they got to beat, Keezy? Turnovers. The boards. Rebounds. Lakers averaged 45 rebounds a game, Rockets 32. Which is exactly what 
32. So what that basically tells me is that Keezy, you know how difficult it is. We playing hard defense. We playing great defense. We get a, a good, a good. We force the Lakers to take a bad shot, and what happens? They get the damn they get offense the rebound, rebound anyways. <laughs> now we gotta start all <laughs> over start again. All over again. So it's either you gotta start all over again. They get a put back, and then you scrambling. The Lakers get a wide open three. <laughs> Man, it's the same it's, way you just put your hands up like that. That's what we out there doing. That's now. what Looking we out there doing like this, man. I mean, so it's a combination of, like you said, you know, Mike D'Antoni sticking with one specific style. And like you said, why didn't Tyson Chandler get some burn? Yeah, he at least deserved 10 minutes. Couldn't do that. You got 59-year-old Tyson Chandler out there trying to chase him around. Let's say they put JaVale McGee out there at Dwight Howard, which I considerably younger than him. What's he going to do? I mean, but still, though, that's help, that's help with a rebound. That's right. challenging a shot when they drive to the basket. That's right. That's something. But what do More you? Than what but you what get. do you do on the offensive side? What do you do for that? Because let they him set some screens. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he's that big for a reason. Let him set some screens, move around, roll to the basket, maybe get a couple rim runs, throw a couple lobs to him, okay. something. Just what? You, just give the Lakers a different look. A different look every once in a while, because PJ Tucker is not rolling <laughs> to the rim, catching nothing. First of all, he averaged five points per game this series, so that lets you know what PJ Tucker what he's out there doing. He's a free agent this uh, off. Off season. Yeah, he's gonna be free agent too. Yeah, he's gonna be, um his services probably will no longer be needed with the Rockets. <laughs> they probably gonna move on from that. But um yeah, man, the, the Lakers they just did what they were supposed to do, which is kill him on the glass, you know. And that was the difference between the ball game. They averaged 110 points per game this series to the Rockets 103. And that seven point difference pretty much came off the glass. So my our Lakers is on to the Western Conference Finals where we are awaiting the Nuggets. Oh, the Clippers, come on, come on. Jamal Murray, I don't have confidence in you, but today I get confidence in you, baby. Come on, Jamal Murray. Let's, let's do this. It's going to be the Nuggets and the Clippers. I, I, I mean, the Lakers and the Clippers. I, so. I know it, but my heart just wants it to be the Nuggets. I told you about your heart. Bro. I know Your it. heart will get you in trouble. Every damn time. Use your brain. Every damn time. But but anyways, man, um, what, what's going to happen with the Rockets this offseason? Because like you said, you know, uh, <clears throat> PJ Tucker is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, you had Mike D'Antoni's comments. You got the three ball, I mean, the the, um, the small ball experiment going on. So let's break break this thing down. What should be the next step for the Houston Rockets? Number one, they need to get some players that are over six foot six. Okay, get some height. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh-huh. this offense with James Harden coming up, dribbling the ball 400 times. And Westbrook running to the basket all out of control. That's not going to work. Tasmanian devil. I don't know if Westbrook is really a good fit for the team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if him and James Harden can make it work. Mm. I think they need a whole new style of play that's that's more suited with some with some motion, some mm-hmm. screens. Because they just out there just standing around. I looked last night. They trapped James Harden. Nobody cut to the basket. Everybody just stood outside the three-point line. Because P.J. Tucker, that's all he, he can, can do. do. Yeah. He ain't got no low post. Well, it ain't going to matter if he had low post game anyway. Covington, but. he's not a, really a threat to score. Yeah. Jeff Green is old. Yeah. But the problem with Jeff Green is he he gives you a little bit one game. He'll put up 16. You'll be like, okay. Then the next game, he'll put up six. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, so, it's, it's inconsistency again. But like you said, but that's how their roster is built. And you have so much money tied into James Harden, mm-hmm. Westbrook. Westbrook. Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. Austin Rivers, mm-hmm. you have four big contracts right there. So, I mean, what do you do with that? 
They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to fill in some pieces somewhere. But you ain't gonna have the money because you're gonna have to get some guys who are willing to come in for one to take pay cuts or veteran minimums. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I don't see no big man that's gonna be coming in good enough to to help you out. That's gonna be veteran minimum, but still come in and still give you quality play, quality minutes. Um, shout out to the Rockets for letting Click Capella go. This is yeah, why that you should have kept. Good move right there. You yeah, know, it's real good move. This is exactly why you should have kept him. But yeah, I'm right there with you, Keezy. I don't know what they're going to do. You know, they got a lot of pieces that probably really don't fit together. I think the James Harden-Westbrook thing was more of a buddy thing because, you know, Westbrook and Harden go back to the Southern California days. Um, I, I I don't see it, Keith. I don't see this thing going any further than what it did. Was it nah. two years ago when, when they got they, to the Western when they got to the, When they should have beat the Warriors. Yeah, and then Chris Paul got hurt. That was probably the apex of this whole yes. experiment. I think but when you look, they still had they still had Tyson Chandler that was getting minutes. They still had Capella that was getting minutes. True, true. The team looked a little bit different. It was, it was a little bigger. It was a little bigger. It yeah. was a little bigger. But, yeah, I think it's time to blow up this small ball experiment. So, with that being said, with this roster and the small ball, what do they do with the coach? Does Mike Dan and, Dan and Tony come back, or do they try to get somebody else in there? What do they do with that? I think they might as well move on from Dan Tony. Mm. Just bring in, just bring in somebody else, start mm-hmm. fresh, blow the whole offense up, run something new. But how can you do that though, Keezy? If, if let's say for whatever reason, uh, some of the rumors are Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy comes in there, he gonna look at their roster and say, "What y'all want me to do with this? <laughs> what y'all want me to do with this? You got all these big contracts for everybody six five and under. So what was he? he you can't go out there and get a, a, a serviceable big man. So mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do? So the next coach what if is they going trade to play Russell Westbrook. That ain't gonna happen. James Harden will not allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. You can get rid of Eric Gordon Austin Rivers. But who really wants Eric Gordon or Austin Rivers? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Doc didn't even want off. <laughs> that's his, that's his dad. <laughs> so the only player that you can move that's worthy is Russell Westbrook. But I will say this is that Russell Westbrook's trade value is probably not as good as everybody thinks it is. Because everybody see he's pretty much a one-trick pony, mm-hmm. which is drive to the basket. If he don't do that, then you it's, it's a wrap. Drive to the basket, miss free throws. I mean, Tim, he's a six-foot-four Giannis. Man, he... Six foot four Giannis says what he is. He I think he tried to trick the game off. He must have had money on the game. Nah, Rondo's brother had money on the game. Well, Westbrook is sensitive. But anyways, that's a different topic for a different day. So yeah, my whole problem with the Rockets is that if they do go a different direction with a new coach, mm-hmm. that roster is is built to play one style for one coach. So when another coach comes in there, mm-hmm. they don't have the financial flexibility. So they stuck with they stuck with Dan Tony. Tommy is damned if you do, damned if you don't. Then mm-hmm. if you do, then and, and what what did Dan Tony come out and say with his comments again? Uh, he just said he just wanted to stay there. He, yeah, he had to say that. You know why? <laughs> his put, contracts up. <laughs> they put pressure on ownership. So if they let him go, he can't say, "Well, I didn't say I didn't want to be here. They let me go." So now they look like the bad guys and not him. But but like you said, man, Dan Tony, this this team is only constructed to play one way, mm-hmm. which is Dan Tony's way. And new coaches is not gonna help the squad out anyway. But who's to blame for this series for the Rockets? Ownership. Oh wow, mm. they're the ones that got rid of all these players. Them and Dan Tony, I, I say, are the ones that got rid of everybody, everybody. on the roster. Wow, so, so you put this on ownership? No James Harden, no Westbrook, no nobody. You put this on what? Nah, I mean I can't really. Bl- I can't blame on the players. They did the best they could with what they had out there, except for Westbrook. Except for Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> it's Westbrook. Because there's just there's just so much you can do. Yeah. There's just so much you can do. LeBron is way bigger than anybody they had. Then you add AD in there, and he's way bigger than anybody they had. There's just nothing they can do about it. 
you know what? That's a good point to put this on ownership because they're the ones who constructed this team. Mm-hmm. Mostly GM Daryl Morey mm-hmm. who wanted to do the small ball thing. And I'm so glad that it's not working so we can get back to getting some bigs in the game and stop this whole everybody 6'5 and under. Like the Rockets, that works during the season, right? Yes. Because you play one team one night, okay, we're cool. We go to the next team and it yeah. is what it is. Well, now you have a whole series to scheme your defensive game plan around mm-hmm. a certain team. And like you said, after game one, the Lakers made their adjustment. They made an adjustment. So then it's your turn. Mm-hmm. And then game two, the Rockets said, oh, well, we should probably make an adjustment. <laughs> they didn't do anything. Game three, they were like, you know what? We should probably switch something up. Nope. Still didn't do it. Game four, you know what? Maybe we should try something a little bit different. They did try one different thing. What's that? When James Harden started getting trapped, they were like, maybe we should run somebody <laughs> to the foul line. What that was next? the one move. What happened was, next? Well, they did that about 10 times, and LeBron was like, you know what? The next time he does that, I'm just going to run and steal the ball when he throws it to the foul line. What happened, what happened with the Rockets adjustment after that? They didn't make any they more adjustments make, after that. <laughs> Even that adjustment. was it. They didn't do anything different. Like that's why I said, like throw Tyson Chandler in there just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like set it, set two screens up top for James Harden. Yeah, set a double screen. Yeah. yeah, and then give the Lakers. They have to look both ways. Run Jeff Green this way, and then run you know somebody else. I don't. You sound like you. Uh, you know, petitioning to get the Rockets head coaching position next year. That's what it I can like. probably do better than I Dan Tony. You sound like you leaving me for the Rockets position yeah. next year because it sounds like you're doing a little bit better job than Dan Tony did. I was just so frustrated watching them play. You know who was the most happy person was was LeBron. He was like, "Well, damn, all we got to do is trap him, and that's it. And that's it. This is easy. This is easy. That's all we got. I don't do have is- to worry about him shooting all these threes. I don't have to worry about nothing. It's so, so great. So you mean to tell me we trap him? We force Covington and Westbrook and PJ Tuck and all, and, and we force them to three to shoot threes to beat us. That's all we got to do. Wow, what a novel idea. This is great. What a novel, novel idea. What an easy series this has been for me. And it was for one that he gets the rest. Speaking, speaking of rest, mm-hmm. what about the Lakers complaining about you know them always having the late games? What's up with that? What's up with that? And the late games is not even that late. It's like seven, eight o'clock now. I mean, LeBron is always crying about something, man. <laughs> I tell you, he's always complaining about something. Don't get me wrong. I love LeBron, what he does on the court. Because he's been balling. Great. And I love, more than that, I love what he does off the court. Mm-hmm. But, it just, the whole time, they just been making complaints. We're playing too late. Mm-hmm. The, like I said, it's not background. like they're playing. Remember the background? Oh, the background. Yeah, the, the, the lights the, are too dark yeah. in sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's too light yeah, and yeah. it's too dark. Mm-hmm. And, they sent me. They sent my steak medium to my room when I asked for a medium rare. That's what they did. Daniel oh house. man! <laughs> <laughs> they did it in your house. They sent something to his room. He took it. But uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. Um, Skip made a point about this as well. Is that when you play a late game? Yeah, I get it. The game's over at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at the latest. You know, you go, you get ice down, you get your treatments, and when you, once you're done with everything, it's probably midnight or whatever the case may be. But it's not like you still don't have a whole nother day yeah. to, to shoot around, which they don't do shoot arounds, which I see why now. But you still have a whole, if you don't do shoot arounds, cool. What we're going to do is we're going to sit in the room for over tape all day. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. So therefore, you're still not putting anything on your body. You're just sitting in the room, going through game film. You might do a walkthrough, go back to your room, sit down and chill for the Boom. rest of the night. There we go. And then you don't play again until the next night at 7. So you got the whole next day to chill, relax, go through film, walk through again. So it's not like you exert energy for the day and a half. So yeah, I'm right there with you, Keezy. Like, 
Chill, bro. Chill. Like it's I said, chill, it's, it's not like we're playing chill. at 8 p.m. this night, and then we got to get up and play again at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock the next morning. You like After the game, your coach, hey, look, we're meeting in the lobby at, at 6.30 in the 6:30. morning. Everybody, so everybody be downstairs at 6.30. We got to go. Get, get in the bed. Uh, bus is leaving at 7.15. So, make, nah, man, you still got a day in the head to do what you yeah. got to do. And I get it from the coach's perspective is they still have to, you know, look at game film for the next game. So, if anybody, it should be Frank Vogel you now because that are complaining. after the game, you have to break film down. Okay, what did we do good this game that we can do better next game? What did they do this game that we need to look out for in the next game? So, Frank Vogel and staff should be the ones complaining, not, not the players. It's the same for everybody, though. Everybody gets, everybody's getting the full 48 hours well, between their games. It don't that's matter if you play at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You don't play again until 1 o'clock 48 hours later. You play at 9 p.m., 48 hours later, you play at 9 p.m. again. You got the same amount of time as everybody else. Stop with the crying and the complaints. <laughs> He's the GOAT, man. You can do what you want to do. He's uh, not the GOAT. Um, Speaking of, the, oh, well, let's give our predictions here in a minute. But before we do that, what do you think uh, CP3 is going to do this offseason? I mean, I don't know. Everybody's making such a big deal about Chris Paul. I mean, he's still Chris Paul. He's 36 years old. Wow. Chris Paul. You, know, you, sound, you don't like Chris Paul. I mean, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right, he you says. You know what I'm saying? He's all right. I mean. He gets, i tell you what's about to happen. Make it short and simple. Go ahead. He gets bought out by the Thunder. Uh-huh. His contract, I think, is 40. That's a hell of a buyout. Hold on now. Work with me now. Work with me now. All right. All right. I'm going to let you roll. So, so his, his contract is $44 million. Uh-huh. Okay, so he's like, okay, why would we pay him $44 million? He's going to be 37 at the beginning of the next season. We have all of these young players. He did what he was supposed to do, which is we wanted to bring him in, teach the younger kids how to win, how to play. Mm-hmm. He did his job. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sam Presti, which is the Thunder's GM, probably looked at him and said, hey, look, what we want to do is this is for you. We'll either trade you to the team that we want that you want to go to, mm-hmm. or we'll buy your contract out for forty million. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying that's for at least four million on the table. For, I, I say between thirty-eight and forty million. He accepts that. He come on play with the Lakers, and boom, we back to back champs. We back to back champs, baby. That's how I see this thing right now. That's not gonna happen because why not? Chris Paul got family. The Thunder, the Thunder are not gonna buy they him out. Buying him out. There's too, that's too much money. It's buying not like out. his contract is four million dollars. They can buy him out. It's forty four million dollars. Buying him out. Forty four million for nothing. For you to come in here, and let us get the five seed, and we lose to the Rockets. Forty four million dollars for that. Your services will no longer be. <laughs> <laughs> yep, buying him, buying him out, man. No. And, okay, and of course the rumors are, you know, the potential trade to the Milwaukee Bucks. But okay, what the hell do the Bucks have that the Thunder won't? It's not gonna help. It's not gonna help the Bucks. It's not gonna help either team because, okay, you say point guard. Well, hell, they got Shaquille Alexander, they got Dennis Schroeder, mm-hmm. and if they put Eric Bledsoe from the package from the Bucks, what the hell are you gonna do with that? What did you do? That's what I'm saying. So, what the hell do the Bucks have that the Thunder are like? You know what? That's the missing piece right there. <laughs> Let, me, let, let, let us let us get uh, Chris Middleton. No. Let, let us get one of Lopez's. You can have one. Let us get let's get Eric Bledsoe. Okay. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. The Thunder they ain't got. I mean, the Bucks don't have anything the Thunder would want. So I don't see that trade happening because it would be pointless for the Thunder to take on more pieces of what they already have when they have six million draft picks. Well, hell, they can draft them a Lopez. Mm-hmm. They can draft them a Chris Middleton. They can draft them with Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. So why would I trade for them raggedy pieces when I could just draft the same damn thing? I mean, the Lakers would have to give up we all not, these. We not trading. They don't have a choice. Nobody's going to buy. They're not going to buy Chris Paul out. They're buying him out. 
No, it's not gonna happen. Him out. And what should have happened 10, 12 years ago with Chris Paul getting traded to the Lakers will finally come full circle. They should that that should have happened. And it will come full circle and Chris Paul will finish his career as a Laker. So and Kobe would end up with about nine rings. That may be true. That may be true. But we get Chris Paul his first one and LeBron gets the five. Book it. So they're gonna win this year too. I'm just I ain't stuttering. If I did stutter, you'd have heard me twice. But like <laughs> Chris Paul. So we know Billy Donovan's out. Yeah, Billy Donovan's gone. Chris Paul put out this heartfelt video he thanking Oklahoma City. So mm-hmm. he pretty much knows something's going on. I think that they went and said, We're gonna put you on a trade market. Mm-hmm. And we'll give you if we get two or three teams that are open to open to trading for you, we'll let you pick which team you want to go to. But see, that, that'll be our thank you for you not us buying out your 44 million dollar contract but i don't see that working because there's only a select few teams that could actually do that though but if you don't have a choice though you can stay here in oklahoma city or we got three teams that are willing to take you pick which one you want to go to i just don't like the idea because i want them to get bought out okay so. we'll sit here in oklahoma city then go ahead and play <laughs> with us we get the six or seven seed next year and we'll see we'll see you in the playoffs you can play the lakers and the clippers First round of playoffs. Which one you want? Go ahead. You, he, that's not gonna happen. Why? Because he's gonna be a Laker. No, that's, <laughs> that's why. If he's gonna be a Laker, the Lakers are gonna have to give up. The only problem I will have is that they will have issues in the locker room with Rondo and Chris Paul. Yeah, because Ron, Rondo from Louisville. You heard what he said? I, Louisville. Yeah, I know it. He gonna knock Chris Paul out. What what handed that when it comes to that time during the season next year? They had to give up Kuzma. We're not giving up nobody. They had to give up Kuzma. They had to give up. Uh, what's, your, what's the other ball head dude's name? LeBron's one ball head dude. What's the other ball head dude's name? Oh, Caruso. Caruso. You, ca- Caruso. you call him by his proper name, Caruso. Give up Caruso. They had to give up some some draft picks. Bye. They had to give up. Bye. Who else? Danny Green. Bye. Danny Green would have to go. J.R. Smith had to go. Bye. Deion Waiters had to go. Peace out. <laughs> and one of them big men got to go too. Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. Take your pick. They're not gonna be on the, the team theme of this today, anyway. of today's show is your services are no longer needed. So your all services all, are no longer needed. All of them: Danny Green, Caruso, KCP, Dwight, Javale McGee. Here, I, matter of fact, I'll just tell them here. Take your pick. But here's my thing, though: if they gave up all those pieces and get Chris Paul, mm-hmm. I don't think that the Lakers will figure it out. The Lakers, the way that they're constructed we'll now, think, we'll work out. better for LeBron and AD than it would losing those other players and bringing in Chris Paul. I agree. You know why? Because Chris Paul's going to get bought out. We ain't got to worry about none of that. (laughs) Chris Paul's going to get bought out. We ain't got none of that. So, but... But hold up. Before you say something, you think that Chris Paul... Mm -hmm. You know what? Never. No, no. no, Thank Chris Paul what? Just forget it, Is the missing piece? Yeah. Not rip. No. The missing piece comes from when you don't win it and another piece gets added and then it helps you win. We're going to win it this year and then Chris Paul comes next year. So, he's not the missing piece. So, the Lakers are winning this year. I'm just saying, bro. So if they play the Clippers, yeah. Lakers are winning. <laughs> How many games you giving? Oh, this is a sweep. A sweep? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Nah, it'll, it'll go to full seven games, man. Okay. Yeah. Lakers in seven. The, the teams are too talented for anybody to win in less than five games. Like, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the NBA, for ratings purposes, is not going to allow that shit to happen either. Mm-hmm. So, if they, they got to, they're going to draw this. They got to seven games. So, give me Lakers in seven, man. Mm-hmm. So, you say Lakers in seven. That's what I said. 
Originally, I picked the Clippers in seven. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember that. So I've been watching the Clippers. Okay. And I don't know if they just waiting around to get to the finals and play the Lakers like the Lakers were doing. Like, you know, because we kind of said, I think the Lakers are just kind of cruising through and, you know, maybe they'll get together. Going through the motions. Yeah. And I don't know if the Clippers are just kind of like, you know, we can beat whoever. We just wait and we got to play the Lakers. We just wait and get to them Mm -hmm. or what the deal is. But since I've been watching them, I'm changing my prediction. Oh, my goodness. I am going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers in six. I don't even see it getting to seven. Oh, hold on. Before we do that, Mm -hmm. breaking news. Mike D'Antoni informs Rockets ownership that he's becoming a free agent and won't return. Ha! So there's that. Perfect. There's Good that. move for the Rockets. There's that. So Dan Tony must have gotten an offer to coach overseas. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Bray's going to the Pacers. I am full of predictions today, baby. Watch what I'm trying to tell you. I got predictions too. I watch what I'm trying to tell you. Lakers in six. Lakers in six? Mm-hmm. You just made me happy, man, man. I'm trying to tell you. Lakers in six. Paul George too up and down. Kawhi has been super consistent doing his thing. Mm -hmm. But Paul George is too up and down. Yeah. Zubas can't hold uh, Anthony Davis. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. You see what Jokic is doing. (laughs) What do you think AD going to do? You know what, man? I'm, I'm right there with you because I see it this way. Kawhi and LeBron's a wash. Yes. They're going to do what they're going to do. They cancel each other out. It comes down to the second star. Um, who do you trust more, AD or Paul George? Definitely Anthony Davis. That's the only thing that without a doubt. To because I feel like the role players are going to do what they're going to do. Uh, Lou Williams, he's going to give you a good game. The next game, so far, Montrez Hero, he's energy guy, so you don't really expect too much from him. I think he's averaging seven points in the playoffs right now. So I mean, there's that. So the role players are. Uh, I'm not really worried about them too much. It's what does the second star do? And in this series. I believe AD becomes the AD that we all think he know and know he can be. I think AD averages 35 this series. 35 and 12. I'm going to go with 32 and 12. Okay. You know what? I like that number better. Let me, let me get 32 and 12. Let me get 32 and 12. LeBron's going to average 27, 9, and 8, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll take that. So, we both got the Lakers winning this series. What about the, the Heat Celtics series? I'm going Boston in seven. Even though the Heat been looking good, even though they only lost one game in the playoffs. Yes. Boston has a, Boston has a little more firepower than what the the Heat have faced so far. You know what, Keezy though, man. I like the Heat defensively. Mm-hmm. I do. I like the Heat too. I mean, I predicted the Heat would make it to the we're Eastern not, Conference we're not, talking, we're not talking about that right now. We're not talking about that. Right now. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with the Heat, they match up very well with the Celtics. They do. So they can switch everything if need yes, be. Yes, they can. I just really like this Heat team now. I really, really do. But my heart is saying the Celtics, but mind is saying the Heat. So hmm. what should I do, Keezy? You should probably go with your with your mind. With my I mean, mind, so yeah. my mind is saying Miami Heat. Yeah. But man, I'm gonna go and stick with Boston though. But I think it's gonna be a good series. It's gonna be close. I'm Boston though. It's going to be up and down. It's going to be Marcus Smart and Jimmy Butler probably going to fight two or three times. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that matchup. It's going to, you know, you know who's really going to be the, I think the Kemba Walker is going to be the difference. I was thinking series. about that as I was talking. I was like, it depends on what Kemba Walker does. Mm-hmm. Kemba Walker is the X factor, X factor for this whole entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on 
what the hell he does. And Kimball, if Kimball averages anywhere between 20 to 23 points, Celtics got this thing. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a hard-fought series. That it is. Not, neither team is going to outsize the other because Bam and Tice, they're about the same yeah. size and everything mm-hmm. like that. And everybody else is going to match up well. Yeah. Up in the park. So, yeah, so we, both got, we both got Celtics. Celtics in seven. I, I mean, it's going to be close. I mean, I think it's going to come down to – I think all games I will almost want to say Miami. I know it, man. But I'm going to go with Boston I know it. A part of me, A part of my soul wants to say Miami because they've just been rolling. And they got – I thought, you know, they're, they're – what they were lacking, which was height and rebound, and they were like, what the hell? They took over my hand. I mean, beat the Bucks with the squad. So I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> and, and both teams got killers, or, or quote unquote dogs, as people are saying these days. Yeah, so it's, it's not like one team's soul is going to get snatched by the other team because mm-hmm. no, neither team is going to back down from each other. So, ah, oh, man, it, the both Western and Eastern Conference Finals matchups are going to be very exciting. We can't wait till, till they start this week with the Celtics and Heat and then the Lakers and Nuggets on the other side. So I really, really can't wait. The but, Lakers and the Nuggets <laughs> Lakers on one and side. The Nuggets on yeah. one side. But anyways, we get ready to get on up out of here. We appreciate everybody for tuning into the show. You can always catch previous shows on our YouTube channel, KY Beyond the Gang. You can also check us out on every Monday and Tuesday on Facebook Live and YouTube Live as well, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you, you know, you ain't got time to sit down and watch the show, you can always stream us and listen to us on the podcast at um, SoundCloud. Uh, you can go to Google Play Store. You can go to Pod- Apple Podcast Music. You can go anywhere that put, you know, plays podcasts. You can listen to us on there as well and listen to Keezy be wrong every single week. Keezy, got anything to say before we get out here? No, I mean, everybody knows I'm always right, so I don't have really anything else to really say. So Next week, I will be right, and I'm going to be right on my Chris Paul prediction, too. You just watch, wait, and see. You just watch, wait, and see. But we're going to get up out of here. We want you to treat somebody how you want somebody to treat your mama. We out of here. Peace.